You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Corn Roof Podcast with the epic voice crack. Let's go. All right. It's, it's your boy, Jared Clem, uh, alongside my co-host, Mr. Mustachio, Kevin, rocking a Chief Wahoo hat behind the scenes <laughs> for his Charlie Sheen uniform. Don't worry. What, for all you PC police, it's okay. I'll put on Kevin's glasses for it because he left them in my house. Um, <laughs> And we also are joined by the man, the myth. My favorite person to have a have replaced Kevin, Mr. Pat Donahue. Pat, how you doing, buddy? Good. It feels uh, really good to you know uh, be trying to replace Kevin with him here. So that's, that's, that's <laughs> what I didn't say to keep keep him from yelling at me too much. Kev, how you doing, bud? I'm great. I feel like I'm one obnoxious Eagles take away from Jerry going. No, nope, get the fuck out, Pat. Full time. Oh no 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 no! no. I'll never, I would hit you for. I would just punch you in the face first. I wouldn't replace you on the pod. Bit of a drive for one punch. Also, I don't know. If I told you that when you were on the live stream for the first time, someone who works at Belly Up texted me. He's like, "I saw Pat and audibly gasped." Yeah, it was I, Shannon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have that effect on people, but uh, I just didn't expect it from the uh, from that live stream that night. Yeah. No. Um. I, uh, I th- as of course, we had to bring Pat back on because he has to do a, a round two now that he killed it so much on Tuesday. We have to have him and Kevin in the same show. So as we like to rotate guests, especially on a weird week of football. All right. Speaking of weird weeks, the two Patriots fans are here. Your boys pulled out a win. I pulled a win out their ass last night because I did not think the, Par- the Paraman Joe Flacco show had me reel it. I'm like, the fuck is happening? It was literally run, run, play action to Paramount. Run, run, play. It looked like my Madden game plan when all I had was DK Metcalf back in the day. It was just, it was, it was scary. Like, what the hell? Fellas, what was, what, what was that game last night? It was, it was like great television. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I will say I was kind of surprised at Joe Flacco for, for his performance last night, but man, I, I don't know who wanted to try to lose that game more. Definitely the Jets, because they realize, like, oh, shit, we're winning. Fuck, Adam Gay's freaking us. Like, send 12 men in for the field goal. Just send 12. <laughs> See, the thing is, Kev, Kev put that in the chat, and I was like, you know what? Probably Adam Gase is too dumb to say that, but probably somebody on the – probably the special teams coordinator who knows his job isn't on the line. Probably was like, guys, 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 we want Gase fired. Send a 12 man in there. Go, go, go. The, the special teams coordinator wants Gase fired so he can become the interim head coach. Oh, facts on facts on facts. That's how half of these head coaches get their first job. They're an interim for a guy who gets canned like two years earlier. Yeah, it's Pat. <laughs> um, um, but no, Brashad Perriman made J.C. Jackson look like a scrub out there. Also, Perriman's one of the fastest receivers in the league, though. You got to give him a little credit. Yeah, no, I'm not knocking Brashad Perriman. Brashad Perriman had injury problems early on in his career, but played well for the Bucks last year. Then he's been playing reasonably well for the Jets this year, but... I, I don't know what happened on those two touchdowns. A dime in the corner from uh, Joe Flacco also. There's nothing you can do on that. I think I'm very conflicted about this game because uh, the Patriots lost 
three of their games before this by at least one by no more than one score. The Seahawks, they were looking to tie it up when uh, Cam got stuffed. The Bills, they were looking to take the lead when Cam fumbled it. Noticing a lot of issues with Cam Newton. Uh, there was one more that I forget, though. Oh, the, the Chiefs. They played well against the Chiefs with Brian Hoyer at quarterback. So part of me says this team still has some pieces. They could be good once all the guys who opted out come back. But also another part of me says they almost lost to the goddamn Jets. Yeah, that was too close of a game uh, for the New England Patriots against the New York Jets. Just And it felt like both sides of the ball just had so many errors for the Pats. It, you know, obviously compared to last season, it's it's watching a completely different team. And even this season, it just... They let like a lot of they let a lot of the mistakes show. I honestly, I, I have been a big proponent though of trade everyone, except the few pieces that I didn't want them to trade. Uh, Chase Winovich, J.C. Jackson, some of their offensive linemen. There is a new member of the "Don't fucking trade him" club. Jacoby Myers, oh old yeah, and competent receiver. I know you love that man so much. Um, I definitely like. I was watching. So I was watching. Um the game last night and the biggest thing I saw to me was Myers is always getting open and it, I'm like did Bill just find another slot receiver out of a nowhere university where's Myers out of NC State okay so maybe not nowhere university but I mean like just he found another slot receiver just gets open I think there it's just, I think there's something in Bill's system where these guys just there's always an open hitch or an open seam route or a drag or something where these guys can make a living off this shit. You saw it with Amendola, you saw it with Edelman, you saw it with Welker. I, and even Deion Branson going all the way back to the Super Bowl. I just, it's, it's crazy to me. Like this Myers kid, there you go. You got your slot receiver. Now get, um, get whoever you're tanking for some weapons. Myers actually is continuing a tradition on the Patriots that we've had for the past 10 years. Myers was recruited as a quarterback at a high school. (laughs) And then his freshman year at NC State converted to wide receiver. Fair enough. All right. That, uh, honestly, uh, my last, my last opinion on the Patriots, I think that Bill is secretly, like, trying to strategically tank. But he's, like, he's not trying to make it too obvious. And then, like... Cam or one of these guys will just F up something. He's like, oh, perfect. I don't have to take the blame for it today. So, yeah, I'm on Pat's I'm on Pat's uh, side on this one. Tank for um, anybody, including Trevor. They're not going to get Tre- Trevor. I know they're not going to get Trevor. They may have a shot at Fields or Lance, depending on what, what the draft order is. Yeah, since I, they decided to beat the Jets, they, they don't really have a shot at Trevor now. Yeah. I did just do my first mock draft last Ooh. night, actually. I used updated standings for the draft order. Uh, Patriots, I had taking Zach Wilson out of BYU. I like his game, by the way. I, I think the pro- I just the competition scares me. But That's then again, true. we also say that about FCS quarterbacks, and they come in and play decently. So it's like, you know, you really can't judge that. Eh, FCS quarterbacks don't always play decently. It's very, very, very rare. True. But um, um, I don't trust FCS quarterbacks. Uh, but also part of the reason Zach Wilson is he kind of he's been compared a little bit to Baker Mayfield with his athletic, his slight athleticism, his intelligence at the college level, his art, his accuracy. Uh, and the Patriots wanted Baker Mayfield a couple of years ago. So I think it fits. 
fits what Belichick and McDaniels want to do going forward. Fair enough. All righty. Gentlemen, are you ready for America's favorite game? I love that game. Rip Alex Trebek. R.I.P. Alex Trebek. Rest Absolute in peace to a real one. Leg- Absolute damn legend. All right, so one-sentence game. We are kicking it off with Thursday night football. And you know what the worst part is? I completely forgot this game happened until I saw Packers fans tweeting about it. Um, Packers 49ers. Kevin, we're, we're doing the one sentence game or stay or call? One sentence game. I'm very confused. You talked about stay or call for us. Uh, calm down, Packers. They didn't have half their team. Also, Devontae Adams, not top five. Pat? Kevin's uh, Kevin's really trying to stay uh, rent free in the minds of a bunch of Packers fans on that comment. But Dude, my one sentence. Basically, he's paying for he's paying his own mortgage off living there. <laughs> my one sentence is Rogers balling out on the crippled 49ers. <laughs> uh, my sentence is the Packers are still the softest team that loses division. Um, the Giants and the Washington Football Team. I'll go first. Somebody had to win this. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun in yep. Washington, Trey Lance. Oof. Giants finally caught a break, but fumbles are apparently really hard to recover. <laughs> that play was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Just somebody just needs to like just jump on the ball and just t- just take it. That's all you Can I also do. bring up something about Alex Smith real quick? Go for it. He's their starter going forward. He is comeback player of the year. Um, it is very rude of Rod v- Rivera. To say, hey, Alex Smith, you know the two debilitating leg injuries that have knocked out two NFC East quarterbacks this year? Also, you know that debilitating leg injury that almost cost you your leg a couple years ago? Yeah, we're going to put you in. Uh, I will say it it is really nice to to see him back. Um, Just kudos to him for recovering from that injury. Oh, I'm not knocking him. I just... After, and even though, even though Riverboat Ron's, like, dealing with cancer, man, that whole team is just like, holy shit, they're alive. Yeah. If, oh, Jesus Christ. If I were Alex Smith, though, and I just saw what happened to Kyle Allen and Rod Rivera said, hey, you're starting the rest of the way, I'd go, nope, Dwayne Haskins, your time to shine, Simba. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Dwayne Haskins is maybe the worst core. I've been saying this, Kev. You were even here when I was saying this before the draft, your first time filling in. I said this a thousand times. I would rather have drafted Daniel Jones than Dwayne Haskins. I don't care. Like, even though I hate, I think Daniel Jones is a bust. It's awful. His ability to read a defense is so bad. I swear. I think he's aiming for the opposing team. Also, quick fun stat. Daniel Jones is now 4-0 against the Washington football team. Against all other teams in his career, 1-16. Big <laughs> in the yeah. first half. You had me in the first half. However, I mean, look, poor Danny, poor Danny Dimes. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh, let's play. I, I have a fun game we can play. Okay. Dwayne Haskins or blank. I'm going to name quarterbacks. You guys tell me who you'd rather have. Okay, we can do this quick. Let's go. Jamarcus Russell. Russell. <laughs> Pat. I'm sorry. Uh, you cut out for the first part of that. Who am I choosing from? Dwayne Haskins or Jamarcus Russell. Dwayne Haskins. 
Dwayne Haskins <laughs> or Ryan Leaf? Dwayne Haskins. Who does Ryan Leaf even play for? Uh, he played no for the one. Chiefs back. Uh, the, the, yeah, went up. He was number two pick the year Peyton got drafted and then had an attitude problem, didn't play well, got addicted to drugs, went to jail, got out of jail, and now he helps people rehab from drugs. Can I choose Johnny Manziel instead? <laughs> okay, Johnny Football or Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Johnny Football. Oh, I'd take Johnny Football any day of the week. Oh, There's yeah. a short list of quarterbacks that I would take ahead of Johnny Football. <laughs> and that was Dwayne Haskins or whoever. I love when they did that for like Dak Prescott on a podcast once I heard, and it literally got to like 20th quarterback, and then they finally said Prescott. I was like, oh boy. This was this offseason, by the way, after we put up, like, ridiculous numbers. Two film guys from NFL Network were literally just playing this game on a podcast. I'm like, oof. They said Matt Ryan or Dak Prescott. I was like, oh, my God, if they take Ryan, they're, like, both Matt Ryan. I'm like, So Did you yeah. say they took Matt Ryan in that? Oh, my God. No. They had Prescott ranked, like, 18th. <laughs> I I'm have him ranked 12th, and I, I am a, I am leading the Dak Prescott hate train, and I have him ranked 12th. Before the next time that I come on this podcast, I'm going to actually list in order who I think is who are the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But I, I don't know how anyone could think that Matt Ryan's better than Dak Prescott. One quarterback they picked over him, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bears, ta- Bears, Titans. Um, damn it, Henry! Only seven fantasy points. You suck. Well, the Bears are finally starting to play like the Bears that we all know and love, just losing games. Kyle Trask, hope you like the cold. Have fun in Chicago. <clears throat> all right, Vikings and Lions. Hey, Dalvin's still cooking. That's all I'm going to say. Jesus Christ, I hate that phrase. It's so annoying. I said well, it last I week. Don't... said it this week. When Chris Berman says it, it's fine. But when anyone else says it, I'm like, please stop. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, I love how the Lions can't even beat a team that's trying to lose. It's true. Uh, hey, uh, Jared, how's your NFC North pick going? <laughs> it is, everyone's like, Jerry, you picked the, the Vikings? I'm like, yeah, they have the second best. They have the third best running back in the league. And they're like. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> no corners. Oh, yeah. I, I picked the Vikings this year. I picked the Lions last year. You picked the Lions this year, too, and I remember because Mike and I talked about it. Oh. oh, yeah, I switched it. I originally had the Vikings. Eh, not a good day for me. <laughs> All right, next game, Jared. Oh, I thought that, that was your sentence, just busting my balls? Yes. Oh, <laughs> typical Kevin. All right, Panthers-Chiefs. This game scared the daylights out of me for my picks this week. What the fuck, Aaron? Dude, I, I came to Kansas City. What the shit, man? Oh, that's my sentence. Well, my sentence is, are the Chiefs starting to slip a little? They are I don't, sloppy. Yeah, I don't know what, like, I don't know what it was about that game, but there's my sentence. Are the Chiefs starting to slip a little? I oh. retract me saying I was wrong. I was right about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
Oh man, I just I, I can't I can't man I can't with this crap I really can't. Oh, it's just this game had I'm like wait it, the score is what what I'm just like cause I already went 0 and 3 in college this week I'm not I needed a win here. All right, um, Texans at Jaguars. Once again, somebody had to win this. Deshaun Watson still kind of good at football. So is Will Fuller. Sucks he's stuck in uh, Houston. Yeah. Jags got screwed. Oh, no. that That's a good sentence. <laughs> All right. Ravens and Colts. Oh, you know what? Rivers, dude, what the hell? Like, this game was literally – I watched every play of this game. It was literally Indianapolis was just pounding the snot out of them. And whoop, done. So my my one sentence here is, what is what is a catch in the NFL? And that comes off of the uh, Marcus Peters interception that from Marcus funny. Johnson. Uh, what – how do we – can we just finally, like, agree just, like, universally on what, what defines that a catch? That wasn't a catch. Even Marcus Peters was like – I swear you could tell the way he was looking. He's like, how is that a – I just because that flipped the whole game. That changed momentum. Like yeah. they just got they just they just got a forced fumble, like the that, play before. And that's what led to to like the momentum shift in the game. Yeah, that basically screwed the Colts over that that call. My favorite play ever was I think it was Marcus Peters on the interception, jumping over Philip Rivers on the ground, completely unnecessary, and I love it. No, it wasn't Marcus Peters. That was who he forced the fumble. But it was the safety. I can't remember his name right now. But, yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. It was hysterical. I forgot if it was the fumble or the interception. Marcus Peters had the only interception. So I was like, I got a 50-50 shot here. Oh, I mean, honestly, those are pretty good odds. Um, all righty. If my phone wouldn't freeze. All right, Seahawks and Bills. Josh Allen looks good again. The Seahawks need a defense. Damn, I miss. I damn, I'm pissed. I missed this game. So I had to watch like highlights and like the like the abbreviated version afterward because you know local TV rights. Oh, you have to watch the Colts and Ravens. Thanks, dude. So correct me if I'm wrong here. But did Josh Allen ball out for something like 400 yards? Like, he put up an insane amount of numbers, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I think 400, uh, 415 and three touchdowns. Okay. And correct me if I'm wrong on this stat, uh, or on this fact. Didn't his grandmother die, like, the week leading into this game? Yep. Didn't tell anybody. Literally kept it quiet. That is insane that Josh Allen balled out that hard against in my opinion, one of the best teams in the NFL right now. I mean, granted, their defense isn't, like, that good. However, for him to put up those numbers against just, you know, the Seahawks, kudos to Josh Allen. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, also, quick shout-out to Bill's Mafia. They donated $200,000 to a Buffalo Children's Hospital in honor of Josh Allen's grandmother. Wow, yeah. Best fans, one of the best fan bases in sports by a mile. 
Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> All right. Broncos, Falcons. I put my I put my fantasy faith in Matt Ryan this week. He didn't let me down. I guess the Falcons want to try and do something with their season. It, they're like two and one against the uh they're two and one after the firing of Dan Quinn. Yeah. Wow, they hated him. Uh, is it time for the Broncos to start looking for another quarterback? Ooh. He played okay this week, 313, two touchdowns and a pick, but he hasn't played well this year, and this was the year people were like, oh, he's going to go off. I think they need to get more help on defense. Hurt. Yeah, That's I mean, my- it, it sucks for the organization that uh, Von Miller is out, um, but... I don't think Drew Locke is necessarily, like, a generational talent. He's decent, but I don't think he's really that good. He's a mobile Joe Flacco. That's the way I look at him. Yeah, he's he's a decent quarterback, but he's he's a placeholder, in my opinion. He's going to end up a backup in a few years anyways, so. Jared, I thought you were about to say that they need to get him some more help on offense. That man's got more weapons than the damn armory. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the no, they need, they need to get middle, a, a middle linebacker. They need to get a corner. They just need to start throwing weapon, defensive weapons at them. They need some more uh, offensive line help. But, yeah, defense is the big question mark here. Big old question mark. And another game I wish I got to watch, Raiders-Chargers. This one was incredible. Um, my sentence is, ouch. <laughs> That sucks for San Diego. So when I when I came on the show last, um, I'm gonna passively quote myself a little bit here, where I said the Chargers' record really doesn't reflect the team that they are. So my one sentence here is the Chargers really can't catch a break. I, I just I feel like that team, it's they they are so much better than where they are standings wise, and it it just really sucks for that whole organization. I just think it's wild Justin Herbert's putting up the numbers he is as a rookie, and they're two and six. Yeah, exactly. I is think Justin Herbert the Charles Barkley of the NFL? Do the Chargers need to look for a new quarterback? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that take was so bad, I want to shave your mustache. <laughs> I've had worse. True, but that, I mean, uh, you know I don't know. I, I, I'm so, is, though? Which one? The fact that Devontae Adams is not a top five receiver. Solid take. Excellent take. It's stone cold concrete lock take. Oh, he put up 10 catches for 170 yards and a touchdown against a decimated defense. Oh, they have no secondary. They have no secondary. J.J. Ortega Whiteside had four catches against them. Like, damn. Or two catches. But still, for him, that's like eight catches to any other receiver. If they had receivers, like another receiver, they that Devontae Adams' numbers would nosedive. Oh, yeah, no. You're going to tell me Alan Lazard and Marquez Valquez scandaling are, like, even close? Those guys would be four and fives on most NFL rosters right now. They're criminally trying to make they're, – they, I think either they're trying to prove a point that Adams is an elite receiver or they just hate Aaron Rodgers so much they want to see him fail. Mercedes damn Lewis is their tight end. That man's so old. I remember he, he was catching balls from David Garrard in Jacksonville. Like I, I think Devonta Adams is a really good wide receiver. However, 
I think that the Green Bay fan base definitely hypes him up way more than he deserves. If if he was on another team, he's not a wide receiver one. I mean, unless it's like the New England Patriots, then yes, you're a wide receiver one because there is nobody who can actually be a wide receiver one on the team. I like but. how this year Packers fans are arguing he's top five this year because other guys aren't on the field. But last year it was he is top five because if he was on the field, he would be that he would be. You can't have it both ways, guys. Kevin's living rent free. <laughs> Jeez. And they're gonna argue I'm living re- they're living rent free because I'm the one talking about it. Nope. No, uh, we just yeah, love doing, you, I'm just pointing out facts. You mad, bro? You're, you're getting pretty heated. Facts over feelings. Facts over. All right. Next up. Whoo! Uh, Steelers Cowboys. Damn, this game gave me a heart attack. <laughs> this Gilbert kid's not bad. <laughs> yeah, who's the starting QBs for the Cowboys at this point? That's that's a real question that that uh, that organization has to ask themselves. I, I I honestly think they may have found their quarterback in the future, guys. Um, <laughs> Garrett Gilbert looks like a legit QB one on some team. I don't think the Cowboys are going to keep him. I think. Because Jerry Jones already said that Dak Prescott's their quarterback. Well, yeah. Garrett Gilbert looked good, and we'll probably get a good paycheck from another team next year, and we'll immediately make him regret that decision. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he he this definitely he definitely had a good uh good game uh last week. Um, but you're right, he's he's not the QB one of the Dallas Cowboys, that's for sure. He's uh <laughs> hopefully either like draft capital for that team or. Maybe some more defensive help uh, next season, but we'll we'll see what they do with him. He would have to win a couple of games for there even to be a chance that he yeah. did, they don't bring back Dak. That they basically do to Ble- they, Dak what they did to Drew Bledsoe a couple of years ago. Which valid valid point. We we saw one game with them uh, with the Cowboys, so we'll we'll see we'll see what, what's in the future for him. If oh, yeah. he keeps playing that way, I can see him get. I can see them getting. Three or four wins with them the rest of the way. Probably. All right. Dolphins and Cardinals. That was fun. That was really fun. Tua versus Kyler. It was just, it was a shootout and it lived up to the billing. Oh, here he goes. ASMR. It's Tua time. (laughs) How is Tua only a rookie? That's, that's my one sentence. He, he had a really good game. For what is that, his second actual start in the NFL? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, listen, Tua, great. I still take Herbert over him. Uh, but, you know, I, 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 am, I am sitting here in awe of Tua. I, 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 I will admit, before the season, I had him ranked third. Um, he's past Joe Burrow, even though Joe Burrow's play exceptional. Just Tua just looks like something different. The only th- reason uh, Herbert's just... Herbert's basically fighting against his defense and the other. That's why he, he gets the top spot, but Tua looks great. Tua's 2-0. Two Herbert should be like 7-1 if his defense didn't absolutely suck. Yeah, if, if the Chargers were just a better all-around team, you know, on the on like the defensive side of the ball, I feel like they would have had a much better season than what their record, uh, record shows. Ah, facts. All right. Saints and Buccaneers. Oh, I turned that off after quarter one. 
hey, even one of the best offenses in football has a bad game. You know, I that's a, that's a game where I just kind of watch like uh, like score lines and completions and everything, but just that there's I, I don't know how the Bucks can do that bad. Like with their offense, I don't get it. I'm almost worried. Bucks lost the division this weekend. Saints aren't losing many more games to allow them to make up yards. Also, the people are saying Antonio Brown <coughs> killed the Bucks. Shut up. Wow, that like that's like the softest like literally like chip shot take I've ever seen. Oh, it was on first take like literally that next morning. I woke up, I turned on the TV, I'm like, are they really saying this right now? This is a thing. They're acting like Brady threw five picks throwing to Antonio Brown, and every time he caught it, he fumbled it. Or he was on his highlights screaming at Brady or Bruce Harris. <sighs> I honestly think, I, I've been saying this for weeks, I, I swear the um, the chemistry between... Um, between Bruce Arians and Tom Brady is really going to kill the Patriots down the stretch. I mean, kill the um, Buccaneers down the stretch. Force habit, sorry. <laughs> I mean, Tom Bill didn't have great chemistry at the end. I don't know. I think a 38-3 to shellacking isn't a chemistry issue. That's just, There are a lot of other issues there. I, yeah. It, to be honest, though, doesn't that feel like the Tom Brady that we've kind of come to know in the midseason of every, you know, the last few seasons of him with the Patriots? Where it's just like, he has like this blowout game where you just kind of feel like, man, just no one really showed up on that offense and the team just kind of sucked and maybe they'll come back. I'm not I'm not putting a lot of faith and confidence in the Bucks to just like, you know, come back and, and you know, uh, get their, get their, like, playoff spot out back from the saints but i feel like there's there's an opportunity for the bucks to come back tom brady's gonna help that team a little bit more than uh you know than what the other night showed oh i, I still i think they're still a playoff team i just think that this gave the saints the separation they needed to win the division yeah we'll we'll see i haven't uh i don't know the Saints schedule off the top of my head but um i'll take your word word for it that they have a much easier schedule but I'll never count Tom Brady out. I will never either. All right. Last but not least, speaking of Tom Brady, his former team, Patriots and Jets. My one sentence is, damn, that was quality television. My one sentence here is, uh, who wanted to lose that game more? All right. Joe Flacco is elite. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, thanks to Pat Donahue's thoughtful thinking last time I came on. Now, we review a beer when we review our six-pack. So, without further ado, I'm up first. I've got the goat of all beers, my favorite beer of all time. Kevin knows this very well. Two Hearted Ale by Bells. Great New England IPA. Great crisp flavor. If it wasn't for the fact it's 7% alcohol, it'd be really crushable. So, cheers. I have a. I already opened it, but I have a Laser Cat Imperial IPA from Medusa. It's really good. Eight percent. It's smooth actually for being eight percent. Like it's not too harsh. Tastes damn good. And before the podcast, I was with a 
old reliable there. Miller Lite. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Just, yeah, what's your Miller Lite review? Miller Lite. Uh, it's crispy water. <laughs> Pretzel water, baby. Please sponsor this podcast. Dude, are you kidding me? That that would be like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Between I figured, how much yeah. total, like the three of us would crush. Are you kidding me? Yeah, last week we were talking about that because I uh I had some IPA and then behind it I had like a Miller Lite for when you know I just couldn't drink the IPA anymore because I'm not an IPA guy. You know, Kevin beer, watched. You know, beer blows all those out of the water though. What's that? Anything by Breckenridge Brewery. All their beer, so good, tastes great, gets you drunk. It's a good time. <laughs> That's a classic Kevin review right there. Their tagline I mean, needs to like taste the Rockies or something. <laughs> Although Coors might suit them I, for that. I was gonna say I think that might be Coors, isn't it? No, it's yeah. Coors is cold as the Rockies. Ah, uh, there it is. Yeah, no, honestly. Yeah, I mean, if you Google it, Taste of the Rockies, that's not – that's a candy store. Not copyrighted. <laughs> there you go. All right, so last week, I actually ended up salvaging my week somehow, sort of. Um, took, took a couple L's in college. Kev nailed his upset pick with Notre Dame beating Clemson. Uh, that game basically to me says that Clemson is the sloppiest top team I've ever seen. They have basically been like hosting and I didn't think it was just, I thought I was just like seeing Miami was staying in that game for most of it. And then I saw it against Boston college when you took Lawrence out. And then I saw it against Notre Dame when Notre Dame was taking advantage of the sloppiness. And even if Lawrence comes back, they're probably going to win out, but it's looking shaky. So I, I it's I don't know. Clemson just Clemson showed a lot of errors in their perfection this week and uh Notre Dame definitely exposed. I still I still don't trust Notre Dame though. Notre Dame's improving every week though. You that don't want true. a team week one who looks perfect because the only place to go is down from there. Notre uh, Dame's uh, just uh, the games, but they're getting better and then they just beat the number one team in the country. True. Although I, I mean, have one last they were kind of like fake number one. What did you say? I have, they were not a fake number one. They were blowing teams out. I considered no. I considered Alabama the best team in the country by a, a mile. But like, but that doesn't make them a fake number one. That just means that you could debate. All right, fair enough. And last All night right. on that game for me. They called me a madman. What I predicted came to pass. You're welcome, Mike, for getting us sued by Disney. So I think last week when I was on the show, uh, I actually did shit talk Notre Dame. Sorry. <laughs> I apologize for that. I was wrong. Totally wrong. This Talking is also about two weeks in a row I nailed my upset pick. Two weeks in a row I airballed mine. <laughs> That's what happens when you pick Arkansas over A&M. Arkansas <sighs> over anyone is a bad pick. True. Watch, they pull the upset this week, and I'd be laughing hysterically. They play a They play a No, wait, no. They do not play A&M. They play a ranked team this week. I can't remember who it is, though. They play Florida. Yeah, no, I'm going to pick Florida, and then they're going to lose. Because <laughs> Florida lives to... Florida, the Florida Gators and their stupidity 
live in my head rent-free. I hate those jackasses so much. They're rising up my my college football hatred board. And, uh, yeah, I, I hate – every week, by the way. It does. <laughs> um, this week, Florida's at number two. <laughs> oh, wow. Clemson dropped all the way to three. <laughs> yeah. Notre Dame moved up to one. Florida State's down to five, guys. This is scary. What even is college football right now? Yeah. Um. All right. So yeah. Speaking of which, Georgia, Florida, Georgia's Georgia's like an honorable mention on my college football hate board this week. What in the hell was that? That game was awful. Holy mother of God, that was terrible. Let me let me tell you where you went wrong. Mm, they have no. You picked Kirby Smart in a big game. That's a big no no. But Dan, but Dan Mullins in a, a big game is awful too. Two, and this is what really hurts you. You picked Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I know. And I don't like Kyle Trask as much as the next guy, but he's a better quarterback than Stetson. I know. Bennett. <laughs> uh, and I thought I might have a chance when like their tight end got knocked out in the second quarter. I was like, oh, maybe I'll have a shot here. Nope. <laughs> Hard no. Over. Kevin now takes a um, three and a half point lead over me in the standings. By the way. Congratulations, Kevin. And knowing his luck, he's going to lose it in a week. <laughs> Dude, as long as I kill my college picks, that's all I care about. Yeah, I've been shooting so bad in college lately, I'm just going to start pick, like, picking games I know are locked. Half the time, college is what saves me. Yeah, NFL is usually what saves my bacon, except for the fucking Ravens Colts. Ugh. All right, BYU and BSU, this is my upset pick. I thought BYU, I didn't know how legit they were. I stand corrected. B- B- Boise State's played very well this year. Um, on the blue turf, I figured, you know what? They got a shot and then no. And Kevin, I literally want to punch you through the screen right now. Oh my Future Lord. Patriots He's doing Zach Wilson, baby. Oh my God. Kevin's out here dancing like the gopher from Caddyshack in the background. <laughs> They're about the same height. It makes sense. All right. Whew. They talk for a man who went 0-3. <sighs> I mean, Jared should be used to going 0-3 though. He did. He does root for Miami. You know what? They only have one loss this year. This year. And two, I am still the only person in this show's history to get a perfect week. Congrats. I know. 8-0. No. 8-0, week 7. That was week 3. That was my magnum opus. No, week week 4. That was the year. That was the week the Eagles pulled off the uh, beat the Niners. That was my magnum opus. That was I peaked week 4. <laughs> All right. Uh, NFL Seahawks, Bills, I nailed this pick. Um, I originally, this was my original upset pick, and I talked myself into Boise State like a jackass. I took, did I take Seattle on this one? Yeah, you took the Seahawks. Or else the lead would have been a lot bigger. Um, you also took Baltimore over Indy um, in a game that basically got hosed by a bad interception call. And then we both took the Titans over the Bears. Because we're not idiots. Uh, your gimme was um, OSU smacking Rutgers. That came true. Mine was Kansas City smacking um, <sighs> Panthers. And, of course, I had a mini heart attack. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I, I think, I think going won- forward, if you get your gimme wrong, you it's lose. Mine is a point, I think. Yeah, I think that's a fair bet. Because that happened to Savannah last year. She missed a gimme, and we were all like... 
as a third party observer in this, uh, I agree that that should be uh, a thing with your picks. All right. Well, next week is this is we got a lot of good games coming up, so it's gonna be fun this week. All right. If, if you know, I mean, we're not gonna pick Alabama LSU even if they do play. I think Alabama might run them off the field by by like first quarter. Yeah. We by the end of the week, we might not have any SEC games to pick. Jesus, it's like, like. Like, okay, so side note, I didn't even know Miami had six, seven guys out for COVID, but like they did, they just didn't tell anybody except for the NCAA and um, um, the team, North Carolina State. They kept it quiet. They told their players to stay home, and it was not even news until in the middle of a broadcast, I hear, um, I don't even know who it was the Friday, maybe Brock Hewitt go, yeah, no, they, uh, like six players, including two receivers and one offensive lineman out with COVID. I'm like, damn hurricanes but it looks like they they'll get two of those guys back this week it was their bye weeks that's why they lucked out um oh all right time for quick note fellas the masters are this weekend it feels so damn weird it feels like masters weather outside though i was wearing a tank top all day it was great um go tiger that's all i'll say any uh any picks y'all want? Any uh any guys are pulling for in the Masters this week, year boys? Justin Thomas, roll tide, baby. Fair enough. I Loki always kind of want to see Tiger Woods do well. I wouldn't say like I follow golf that much, but it's like hearing things about Tiger Woods, it's still kind of you know it's it's enjoyable. It's the Michael Jordan effect for golf. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's just you know you you want to see like what ceiling he can reach before he actually retires. And for the first time since Mark retired from this podcast, we brought up golf. <laughs> I actually might watch the this. I, I actually might like check in after Eagles Giants on Sunday. Oh, by the way, boys and girls, we got another collide um, watch party for Eagles Giants. Kevin's going to be pure entertainment as usual. Um, check it out. Uh, hopefully this time Philadelphia doesn't play like hot garbage like they against, did against Dallas. We got a bunch of guys coming off IR, but more on that later. Um, yeah, should be a good time. Uh, it's at Get Collide app on Twitter. It should be under Eagles Watch Party, I believe, but there'll be updates later in the week. So should be a good time. Uh, did you speaking of the Masters? Did you see what uh, Justin Thomas said? I did not. I haven't even checked Twitter today about it. For those who don't know, Justin Thomas went to the University of Alabama. So I said roll tide, and so he has an early tea time on Sunday. Or if he's in contention going into Sunday with the early tee times, is it a good or bad thing for you, for him, if Alabama does or does not play LSU? His response, I mean, we're going to beat them by about 70, so I don't think it really makes a difference. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go Tigers. Um, nah, Coach O was a little over his skis this season. <laughs> Guys, be nice to Coach O. He just got divorced. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I think he's living his best life. Don't you worry about that. Um, all right, because he's, he's pulling busy. some Joey Fresh. He's pulling yeah, some Joey Freshwater shit out there in, in, in Baton Rouge, there, Kev. At least he's not a coward and is showing his face. Oh, no, he don't care. It's a little different. Joey Freshwater was married. He's also much. jacked, by the way. Has anybody noticed that? Coach O. Coach O is like surprisingly jacked for his age. It's actually pretty impressive. No, but I think that's going to be on my Google search history now. <laughs> Make sure you go to incognito mode for that. Get a little yeah, lotion. No, no, no. no, of course. Yeah. I wonder if Kojo has an OnlyFans. 
Fat. Wait Kevin till after the show. OnlyFans. He see like the man who introduced us all to Kevin's OnlyFans searches, uh, Plexico Burris and Antonio Brown. Um, I was that was a dark episode in our show. All right. And Speaking I of LSU, by, what I said, if I can see the bullet wound, I will get Plaxico Burris's OnlyFans. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Um, next up, speaking of LSU and Alabama, we got some COVID fun. Kevin, like five Steelers, including Ben Roethlisberger, tested positive. The a- SEC, there's like three games already canceled. How many more on the way? <laughs> oh, it's – Alabama, LSU, I know is – one of the Mississippi's Oh, it's canceled or it is going to be canceled? Uh, let me find it. it. I saw it on Twitter. Um, let's look. And of course, I'm on the main belly of Twitter, so all my freaking Alabama follows aren't going to come up when I search this. SEC. Side note, um, this definitely are the Steelers going into a bye this week? Because if they are, that's like luck and a half for them. No, they pl- their bye was week four. Yeah, because they had a bye because of a canceled game. Yeah, I thought they, they the had Titans a don't weird believe in COVID. Yeah. Mike Vrabel. Um, yeah, so the Steelers take on the Bengals. Oh. Joey B gets uh gets a little dub over the Bengals. Apparently this game is on. I, I'm gonna get this game on Fox somehow. Um, it's the I mean, four, it's the 4:25. It's America's game of the week somehow. How that happened? Um, yeah, that's America's game of the week, by the way, folks. I I, I like not Seahawks Rams, not 49ers Saints. No, I get Bengals Steelers without Ben Roethlisberger. Guys, we're gonna see a Mason. We're gonna see dent a dent head appearance. Now, is anyone on the Steelers' defense affected by uh, COVID nineteen? Oh yeah, Vince Williams, their uh, defensive tackle who hurdled a blocker. By the way, still the coolest thing I saw on Sunday was I watched a three hundred pound man hurdle a running back to sack or try to sack Eric Gilbert. It was beautiful. I think that's illegal now. The Ravens bitched about that unless they only made it on kicks. It's only on kicks because what happened was. Uh, it was a chip block, and he hurled him. I'm like, if you can still do it in Madden, it ain't illegal. So, because no, um, because I remember teams did it for a while, and then the Patriots did it to the Ravens, and they're like, oh, this is a problem. So, we oh no, it, it was a block. Because remember, Cam Chancellor and Troy Polamalu used to specialize in that. Yeah, yeah. They, like their, they would do like their long jump over it and they block a kick. Um, yeah, Sam McClellan did it to the who, Ravens, who, I think. Yeah, and that's who, that's what caused. Who was it on the? Who was it on the? Uh, James Shame. Allen. Say it again. It was Jamie Collins? Yeah, Jamie Collins did it, and then after he left for his little sabbatical in Cleveland, I think Shea McClellan did it. Well, that's because Jamie Collins also was a freak athlete. I watched that man do a backflip, like, literally flip-flops. Yeah, um, but, so, Mississippi State, Georgia, I believe. Uh, nope, that's next weekend. Which game got postponed? It might be Auburn. Yeah, Mississippi State, Auburn got postponed. Alabama at LSU got postponed, and Texas A&M at Tennessee got postponed. Uh, and the teams to blame are Mississippi State, LSU, and A and M. Scroll the teams. Um, LSU's yeah, running. Uh, they're scared. Yeah, they're 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 trying to cancel the season because they know they're going to suck this year. Um, they ran their mouths all off season. They don't want they inside don't want information. They're trying to tank the season with COVID. No, probably not. COVID is not a laughing matter. It's a serious matter. But um, um, all right. 
Time for America's second favorite game that Kevin brought up earlier. Stay or go or stay or call. So, boys, are you staying for another round or are you are you bailing? So, here we go. Are you guys staying or calling on Clemson? Because they played like shit in the back end of that game and the most for most of that game on Sunday on Saturday with a slight little five minute stretch where they played great. Notre Dame is improving every week, like Kevin said. I still don't think they're a national contender. I still okay. So here's how I'll judge it. I still think would give. I still would give certain teams in the top, like back into the top ten, a shot at beating them. That's why I don't consider. But I think they got a good win on Clemson, and they caught lightning in a bottle. That's my opinion. But are you guys bailing or staying on Clemson being a national title contender? I'm saying uh, they're about to run through the ACC, win the ACC title handily, and then make it to the college football playoffs. I'll. I'll stay on them, and I've I've been pretty adamant that college football is like my Achilles heel. Um, but I still I still trust uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, I I think he can make up for any shortcomings that, that team might actually have. I think I'm staying for now. If they have another close game, even with Lawrence back, then I'm gonna start like, all right, there's some blood in the water here. Like, what's wrong? My issue comes down to really, it's just the it's it's the sloppiness of the game, and even on defense. Where, where was that elite Brett Venables defense that we saw weeks for weeks on end? They looked sloppy. They looked like they just – they looked like they, they thought they had it in the bag before the game even started. Um, I think uh, one, Pat, they should start running the triple option. That's the way they're going to go on the field. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, right, right now, you know what? In, in, until they lose another – until they get another game – to one possession against a team they have no business being close to, I'm staying with them for now. ACC title game, we'll talk because it's either going to be my. They're either playing Miami or Notre Dame in the ACC title game. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that triple option comment really just solidifies it for me that, uh, you know, stay on Clemson. There you go. All right. Next up, two teams that are in the top 10 that if you talk to them before the season, unless you are from. The great state of Utah or the great city of Cincinnati, you had no idea the Bearcats or the um, Cougars were going to be in the top 10. So BYU, Cincinnati, boys, are we buying these? Are we staying with these teams for another round or are we rolling out of here? So last week uh, I came on the show and kind of shit talk Cincy a little bit. Um, now I kind of feel the need to 180 on that. I guess I have to eat crow a little bit and stay on Cincy. Kev? I, I'm i going to stay on them, I think. I, I think they're going to do well going forward. I think both teams are going to win. And with how the rest of the conferences are looking with all conference schedules, one of them could even end up sneaking in as a four seed. That's the kicker. It would have to be something crazy like a two seed knocking off an undefeated team in the championship game or something like that. It'd have to be some crazy scenario, but I do agree with you. I'm staying for both for now. I Cincinnati's kind of like that odd cousin team I root for as like, you know, like they're kind of like, oh, they're always fun to watch. I looked at them in high school. I love their logo and everything else. My dad also travels Cincinnati all the time. Um, so I got a little connection with the city a little bit. Um, I personally, I, I watched the Bearcats play three times now because apparently the American athletic only plays their games at three 30 on a Saturday, apparently. So, it, that's my option unless I want to watch an SEC slugfest. So they look good. They just they they're not losing to any team in their conference. 
they beat the two best teams that they're going to take on SMU or uh, Memphis. So unless was it SMU, I don't even know. Um, but they beat two two oh it's Houston. Sorry, they beat two solid teams in their conference. I'm just going to see the, I'm going to see them keep on rolling. Um, BYU, they haven't played the first good team they played all year was Boise State and they smacked them. Um, yeah, I'm staying with them both. I just I think for at least for now, watch we I, I stay with them and they're both going to lose this week. But um, I, honestly, they're they're both going to be good teams. Like the top ten in college football this year looks hysterical. It's like so odd. Like you have A&M, Miami, BYU, freaking Cincinnati, and then you of course you have the the, the normals, the normies, uh, Clemson, uh, Notre Dame, and Alabama. But it's 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 just an odd. It's it's just this whole weird college football season. Uh, next up, we're switching to NFL. I literally wrote this down as Saints, Bucks, what the fuck? Guys, what was that game? Are you buying the Saints as legitimate contenders to win a chip? Or is it just like they caught them on a bad day? They're probably going to win the division, but I don't see them beating anybody. The NFC makes no sense anymore anyway, so. Bucks had a bad game. I, you know, I'm going to... I'm gonna pass on the Saints. Um, I just I think they caught the uh, the Bucks with their pants down. Fair enough, Kevin. I I'm staying on the Saints to win and be competitive. I'm staying on the Bucks to win and be competitive. I don't think either of them is gonna win a championship this year. I hear you. I I think the I think we're gonna get a, a team. The NFL, you guys know, it's all about momentum. We saw it during the Colts uh, Ravens game. It's going to be a team we're now at the halfway point of the season exactly right now. It's going to be a team that's just going to catch heat coming down the back end. This is this feels like a year where like you know like the Packers were a wild card team ended up rolling to the rolling to the Super Bowl or Giants in 07, sorry buddy, sorry boys. But like it's kind of like that where like a team's going to get hot and then you're like, "Oh, sh-. It, the momentum, it's going to happen because there's like no clear distinct favorite you look in the afc every afc team has a flaw every nfc team has a flaw or two or three so it's going to be really odd especially the expanded playoffs you may see a team that finishes nine and seven and they just get hot like they went six in a row or four in a row and they make it to the playoffs and they are the team you don't want to play so i think right now i'm staying with the saints at least winning a division the buccaneer thing i would probably catch like the sixth or five seed they're still a good team. I just think they just are the, – the chemistry thing, I'm going to keep reiterating it more and more. I just don't see it, them looking past this. I think it's going to keep killing them because you see the difference between Brady. I think also – as much as I think Brady is, is the GOAT and obviously is, the great, is like a great quarterback still, I think Arians wants to throw the ball deep, but he can't because of Brady – because Brady wants to do his intermediate to short throws – because that's what he is the still the perfect perfect person for. So I, I don't know. Like the game also just felt odd to me. The game plan felt off, but I, it's odd. I, Speaking, I can also oh. see both teams only losing one game the rest of the way. They don't play each other again. They I think the Bucks could lose two. Looking at their schedule, the Chiefs. The only real test the Saints have is the Chiefs coming up uh, week fifteen. I'm but, not. Other than that, 49ers, Falcons, Broncos, Falcons, Eagles, 
Uh, Saints week. Monday 15. night in Philadelphia, though. It's going to be closer than you think. It's not going to be closer than I think. Uh, Vikings and then Panthers. I can't wait, though, for the Eagles to win the NFC East and then get smacked by the Broncos or the Bucs. Here's the weirdest, here's the weirdest thing is, like, Here's the weirdest thing is that well I'll talk about this in the last call because they just they they played their competition they took the Steelers and the Ravens the whole distance just a bad call here an extra point there that's what kills them they beat themselves um all right it's time for last call oh okay you got some weird for me quick I do actually okay so we're gonna postpone last call quick so Kev what you got for me so Tony Larusa just got hired by the White Sox. Uh, managed last for the Cardinals from 96 to 2011. Jesus, he managed there a while. Three-time World Series champion, also manager, four-time manager of the year. Cardinals retired his jersey. He's in the Athletics Hall of Fame for what he did as a player. He's in the St. Louis Cardinals Hall of Fame. He's a Hall of Famer. And he got hired, and then it came out this weekend that he was charged with a Dewey uh, October 28th from an event in February. The right now, is, the, is that a DUI for those of us who don't know what a Dewey is? Yes, it's a DUI. Oh, thank you. White Sox came out. The weirdest thing ever. White Sox came out and said they knew about it when they hired him. That, that's not what you do. You come out and say, like, we, we weren't. We didn't know about it. We didn't have all the facts. We were waiting for him to get charged. But, you know, no one got hurt. We're still going to keep him on as manager. Whatever. But while he was getting arrested or pulled over, he said to the cop, I'm a Hall of Famer, bro. And showed him his World Series ring. Wow. Hard flex. <laughs> Which I don't like. The do you know who I am? Blah, blah, blah. Or as Jerry Krause put it. Or the do you know who my boyfriend is? In terms oh of. Oh my God. But up. I'm a World Series. I'm a Hall of Famer, bro. Might be the best line ever. That Okay. I think I'm going to start using that line. It, like I'll, I'll change the wording because I'm not a Hall of Famer. But like that's like great. Yeah. It's so, it's so gross. It's like when Kareem Hunt got, well, it was Kareem Hunt got like pulled over and hot mic'd, like talking about, you know, he's like, oh, I'm like a football player as he's like clearly like shit faced and like the cops pulling him out of his car. He's like, oh, is that a bottle of vodka? He's like, yeah, but like I just got so much shit going on. Like, uh, I don't know. It's I, so scummy. It's funny in like a weird, bad kind of way, but. Because no one comedy. got hurt. If this was vehicular manslaughter, that would be oh. one thing. And I'm not condoning what he did. I think that's horrible. But looking at it after the fact, I'm a Hall of Famer, bro, is kind of yeah. a great line. That's a that's a really funny line to have for sure, though. Like, like in any instance, actually, I think it would have been funny if he's like waiting a while for his food at McDonald's. He goes, hey, I'm a Hall of Famer, bro. Let's pick it up. <laughs> Let's get this line going. Sign endorsement deal with Lyft or Uber. Because he's got, he's probably got his license clocked at this point. A, do, a Dewey's I, in most states a Dewey's an automatic one month gone, no questions asked. Usually. So. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, new sponsorship deal with that uh, with Uber. Yeah, Tony LaRusso signed to deal with Uber or let's, Lyft. There you go. All right. Let's tag Uber in this uh, in the post on Twitter <laughs> and see if they can get that ball rolling. <laughs> Great. Oh, he's he had like multiple the- DUIs also, by the way. Yeah, so definitely he's probably got his license clocked at this point. All right, I got mine clocked for a freaking like being on my phone ticket. Let's be let's be straight here. Driving laws in this country are ridiculous. All right, that dude was texting me. I don't want to hear it. 
I didn't know you were driving, and it could have waited. It wasn't an emergency. Actually, no, it wasn't even your fault. Mark blew up the phone. It was that chat we used to have, the three of us. Because Mark kept, Mark kept complaining about his scheduling problems. Um. Anyway, it's okay. I, I drive like a grandpa now. Um. Let's kick that smooth jazz. It's time for last call. All right, folks. We're calling an audible today. Um. My Patriots fans are suffering. They're hurting. They don't know what the hell is going on. I'll give the two of them in this room right now as Kevin slams back whatever he's drinking. Um, it's like Coke the Zero. floor. Coke Zero. Always good. I like Coke Zero sugar. I like Coca Life better. That's my. That's the one I like the most. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Kev or Pat, you, y'all figured out amongst yourselves. Two and a half minutes on the clock between the two of you. Five minutes total. Let's rock and roll. Audrey? All right. So to those people who were fortunate or unfortunate enough, depending on your viewpoint, um, to have received a slew of texts from me during the Jets game, there was a phrase I threw around a lot. And the phrase that I'm talking about is the Patriots have been hair of the dogging their Super Bowl hangover for too long. And the last last night, the Patriots had the opportunity to potentially tank their season and get a better draft pick. Now, depending on your viewpoint, some people I talked to were, were talking about, like, oh, we should keep trying. What are we trying for? Do we even really have a wild card shot this year? Do we have the team that can have a, a decent playoff run? I, I think no. I don't think that the Patriots have the roster to really mount like a good playoff run this year. So, in my opinion... It's time to tank. It's time to get that better draft pick. But last night, I really threw a wrench in that. We kind of just allowed the Jets to win. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't understand what the Patriots are doing. We're, are, we're just playing for pride, which that's really cool. It's really cool to watch the Patriots win. But what about next season? And what about the season after that? What about the quarterback position? What about our wide receivers? What about the majority of our defense besides the McCourty Twins? And you know a few a few names here and there. So my thing is, New England Patriots, figure out your shit. Either tank for the season, or somehow devise some Belichickian scheme to just win the Super Bowl. And that's all I got on that subject. Two minutes, all right, Kevin. Three minutes. Floor is yours. I I have been all aboard the tank train for a while now. Uh, if you listen to Sound Off, I gave my ideal situation for the Patriots. I gave my ideal draft situation for them. Shannon roasted me for it because it constituted drafting Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, and Mac Jones. But that was partially joking, but I do think it's time to tank. I think what they need to do is in the offseason, well, they should have made moves at the deadline. They should have tried to give up Stephon Gilmore, trade away. Devin, I, I hate to say it. I love him. Trade away Devin McCourty. He's too good. It's like Rajon Rondo with the Celtics a couple years ago. He will win you too many games to get a good draft pick. Devin McCourty can do that at the free safety position. Not as well as he could have a couple years ago when he was still young and a spry young buck. But I think that you get rid of him. Keep Jason McCourty because he's garbage sometimes. He'll lose you plenty of games. Um, Keep Cam, but say he tore his ACL or something. Put him on IR for the whole year. Don't play him. So when we draft a quarterback, they can sit for a year because that's what makes quarterbacks great, apparently. 
I'm going to go and to kick off my talk of Philadelphia. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, my Eagles have been a punching bag of jokes for Pat probably last four years, right? I mean, four weeks, right? So four years is still accurate. Yeah, we won the Super Bowl four years ago. It's all good. Um, It's been a rough season for your boy. I have watched my team blow leads to teams that shouldn't even, like, be even close. I have watched us come back from games that aren't even, like, in, like, us take, you know, us take it to teams that we have no business in the NFL's rankings mind or most fans mind. We're, we're in games against teams that are going to probably be Super Bowl contenders. And it comes down to a extra mixed extra point, missed field goal, drop touchdowns, a bad coverage scheme, whatever you want to call it. But there is some hope on the horizon. For the first time ever, you hear me right, the Eagles caught an injury break. They got a guy who tested positive for COVID in the facility. But guess what happened? They were on by. Nobody was in the building. <laughs> Nobody else tested positive. Our safety, our backup safety, Marcus Epps, caught COVID. He's fine. He's asymptomatic. Kevin has returned from the dead. And somehow, someway, the Eagles caught an injury break. I don't know how it's possible, but they did. I think the gods are smiling on us. Football gods are smiling on us for once. Also good news. After the break, Miles Sanders and Isaac Sayamalu, three of our starters, running back, wide receiver, and offensive guard extraordinaire, respectively, and best hair in the NFL, um, or top five, he, they're all coming back. So, I know Kevin ripped my, ripped my Eagles apart and all that other stuff. Also, Darius Slay left the game against Dallas. He's fine. It's a day-to-day injury. He's good now. Um, I'm not saying we're going to go, we're going to go undefeated the rest of the way. Probably not. Do I think we have a decent shot of actually having a decent back end of the year? Getting hot? Possibly winning a game in the wild card? Sure. So you know what? There's all optimism in Philadelphia land. And that actually, I'm actually two, I'm actually a minute 30 over, under. So Kevin, got a minute 30 on the clock, buddy. You got to finish, finish about the Patriots? To finish my point? Uh, yes. Yeah. Trade everyone, tank, draft Zach Wilson. And, because Bill Belichick said last week, he was kind of right. Like they sold out. They got aging players, spent a lot of money to win three Super Bowls, appear in another one and appear in another AFC championship game. They did sell out. It, and my dad's raised the question, like, I don't know if Bill can draft talent still. That's fair, but when they're trading out of the first round every year, that, that's going to happen. I don't... Now, Nikhil Harry is a horrible pick. I'm so mad. I looked at his pre-draft measurables, and I'm like, why was this man drafted ahead of half the receivers after him? I don't get it. But, but really, that was the main point I was trying to make. Uh, tank, draft Zach Wilson, win more. Fair enough. All right, boys, both good points. Um, that about wraps it up for us today. Pat, thank you once again for coming on, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, As thanks always, for having me. As a friend and family of the show, we always love having him on. Um, Kevin, me, we'll be back Thursday. Kev's raising hand. What do you got, Kev? Uh, one more point that we didn't touch on because it's the offseason for basketball. But rest in peace, Tommy Heinsohn. Uh, grew up listening to you call Celtics games. I loved hearing you complain about refs calls every time missed you face 
ever mark three miss i'm gonna miss you calling isaiah thomas the little guy he is the most important celtic ever he has been part of the team for every single ring they won he won eight as a coach two or eight as a player two as a coach and then was a broadcaster for every single one after that uh it's gonna be rough the next one they win when tommy heinz is not involved but he will be missed RFP. All right. Well, folks, live is our live stream is Thursday with a possible surprise guest from um, a certain fantasy football show you all know and love. And on top of that, there will be the return of our weekend edition. Me and Kev are actually going to do it this week on Friday. Um, so get ready for that. It's going to be a fun show as we break down the fact that I'm probably still going to airball a couple of my college football picks. But I'm Jared. That's Pat. That's Captain Mustachio Kev. We will catch you guys on Thursday. Bye. Peace. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.